Hey folks, we're brought to you this month by This One's For Mum. This One's For Mum is a festival, a fundraiser, and a celebration. It's happening across three days, coming up this November from the 4th to the 6th. On the 4th, it's going to be at the Small Ballroom in Newcastle. On the 5th, it's going to be at Blackwire Records in Sydney. And on the 6th, it's going to be at the Red Rattler Theatre in Sydney. Plenty of friends of the show are going to be a part of the lineup. Uh, the guys from Sweater Season will be playing. The guys from Safe Hands will be playing. Rachel Maria Cox will be playing. Spencer Scott will be playing with his new band, Paper Thin. And that's not even counting bands like Massive Bicep, Homesick... Beast and Flood, Band in Texas, and a stack more where that came from. For more information, head on over to facebook.com slash this ones for mum festival. Alright, let's get into this week's episode. kids david james young here back with another episode of all my friends are in bar bands thanks so much for tuning in thank you for streaming downloading subscribing however you have come across this podcast really really appreciate you being here if this is your first time hi welcome uh odd place for you to join us but i'm very stoked that you're here nonetheless before we get into it i just want to give a quick uh shout out and uh uh, send out some love to a previous guest of the show, Mr. Frankie Aero, of, uh, formerly of My Chemical Romance, uh, currently of Frankie Aero and The Patients. He was supposed to be performing at the Metro Theatre in Sydney last night, but, uh, I'm sure you're aware that that didn't actually go ahead on account of a, uh, very unfortunate accident which has hospitalised, uh, several people in the band and in the crew. Thankfully, everyone is in a stable condition and, uh, set to recover very, very soon. But yeah, obviously that's something that you don't want anyone to go through, uh, least of all a friend of the show, so I want to say a big, big shout out and lots and lots of love to Frank and all of his band and all of his crew, uh, sending a lot of love at a very, very uh, troubling time for that band. Looking forward uh, to today's episode, our guests are clowns. Uh, we caught up with Stevie, the vocalist, and Herney, the bass player, uh, while clowns were on tour with the Bennies a few months back, which was an absolutely awesome show. It was so, so much fun. So great to hang out with those guys and obviously previous guests and longtime friends of the show, the Bennies. They tore it up at the Unibar in Wollongong and uh, we had a chat just as soundcheck was happening. Uh, in the first few minutes, you will hear the guys from Kaleidoscope. Hi, Kaleidoscope, if you're listening. Uh, sound checking. Uh, so we had to uh, cut things a little bit short early on, but uh, thankfully we were able to recover not 10 minutes later. So uh, you'll hear a bit of guitar and a bit of drums and stuff like that in the first bit, but uh, it, it it is barely noticeable. Yeah, it doesn't really come up. I just thought I'd factor that in and just uh, give you a heads up as to that happening. Uh, so Clowns are on tour right now. Uh, they are touring in support of a brand new 7-inch called Destroy the Evidence. 
If you're in Brisbane, they are playing tonight at Crowbar. Tomorrow they're at Blackwire and also on Sunday at Blackwire. Doing an all-ages matinee there on Sunday. And on October 21st, they are back in their hometown of Melbourne playing at the Evelyn. All of those shows except the show on Sunday are with no anchor. And all of those shows apart from Saturday are selling very, very fast. So get a ticket if you haven't already. And I'm not saying that Saturday has been selling slow. Oh no, I'm saying that Saturday is completely sold out. It is going to be an absolutely wild show and I'm really looking forward to seeing the band again, especially in such intimate settings. It's going to be an absolute party. Before we get to that, of course, we have a couple of quick shout outs and a special announcement. So let's just quickly get through these. Support for All My Friends Are In Bar Bands comes from Spit The Dummy Records, a DIY label in Sydney, helping to bring dead formats to the masses. You can find out about all the cool releases that they have put out over the last couple of years over at spitthedummyrecords.bigcartel.com. Please go check out those releases and please support that label. Sam is just doing awesome, awesome things for independent music in Australia and I really, really appreciate him. Of course, of course, of course. Much, much love to Sam and Spit the Dummy Records. Support also comes from Sad Girls Club, a collective of non-male music industry professionals helping to get non-male voices heard. Massive congrats to Sad Girls Club for a very, very successful Sad Girls Fest in Sydney at the factory floor. From all reports, it absolutely went off and everyone absolutely crushed it. So I'm very, very happy to hear about that. So massive love to Sad Girls Club and a big thank you as always for being a continued supporter of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Speaking of continued support, support for All My Friends Are In Bar Bands comes from you. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you. No, 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 no. Don't try and talk back. I can't hear you. This is pre-recorded. Shut up. No, no. Shut up and listen, okay? Shut up. Listen to me. If you donate $1 a month, $1, then you are helping to keep this podcast up and running. You are helping to pay the various bills that it costs to run a podcast at this level, and every little bit counts. So... If you would like to be one of the awesome, awesome people that help keep this podcast up and running every single month, you can head over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s. Okay, here's this big announcement that I was telling you about. As some of you might know, uh, previous guest, friend of the show, Jeff Rosenstock, has a brand new album out today. It is a new solo album from Jeff. It is called Worry, and it is out now. You can stream it on Spotify, and you can also pick up a copy through our very, very good friends at Cooking Vinyl Australia. How would you like it if you scored a copy of Worry by Jeff Rosenstock on vinyl for nothing? Nada, zip, zilch. It could happen to you, honest to God. Thanks to the Dead Set legends over at Cooking Vinyl Australia, I have three copies of Worry by Jeff Rosenstock on vinyl to give away to you guys, my listeners. So what do you have to do? It's simple. As this goes up, there is going to be a thread on my Facebook page, so head over to facebook.com slash A-M-F-A-I-B-B-P-O-D. If you have trouble remembering that, that's all my friends are in bar bands pod, as in podcast. So A-M-F-A-I-B-B-P-O-D. If you can't remember P-O-D, just think payable on death. Just think youth of the nation. You can't go wrong. (laughs) And all you have to do is comment on that thread telling me what your favourite episode of the podcast is. 
And I also want you to tag someone who doesn't listen to the podcast and introduce them to the podcast. Bit of paying it forward, bit of feedback. That's all I'm asking for. And if you can do that, then there's a good chance that you will be able to score yourself a copy of Worry by Jeff Rosenstock, the brand new album from Jeff Rosenstock on glorious, glorious vinyl. So, go over to facebook.com slash A-M-F-A-I-B-B-P-O-D or just search All My Friends Are In Bar Bands on Facebook and you will be able to find it there. Alright, let's get your Grindcore Index fingers at the ready. Let's jump off shit. Let's get this party started. It is time to chat with Stevie and Herney from Clowns. Today, I'd like to introduce you to my friends, Clowns. G'day. Hey. Introduce yourselves, kids. My name's Stevie, and I'm the vocalist. I'm Hanny, and I play bass. It is Friday night. We are here at the Unibar in Wollongong. The Clowns gentlemen are here with the gentlemen of the Bennies, uh, three of which have previously been on this show, so uh, no, hey. no strangers to this podcast. Uh, and old friends of you guys as well. There's a bit of a long, long-term connection there. Uh, yeah. How have these shows been going? I think all real good. I mean, we, we've talked about doing this tour for maybe like three, almost four years now. It's been a long time coming, but yeah, here it is, and it's, it's going really good. That's fucking amazing. I was saying, like, to Andy, we were chatting earlier, and I was saying, if any band knew the fucking ins and outs of being on the road every couple of fucking months, it'd be you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, perf- like a little match made in hell, if you will. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. This has been hectic already for you guys, like, uh, I think it's like two or three national tours that you guys have done already like uh yeah um, we've we've been kind of the, the the support band of choice so far this year so we've done the tour with the sword we've done the tour with friends will rom yeah um, almost two tours with friends will rom kind yeah, of kind yeah, of yeah. kept, kept chucking in shows kind yeah, of yeah. ended up becoming becoming two yeah that was that was nine, 19 shows with them bloody hell and then uh and now this one uh in between trips to europe as well so yeah it's been it's been pretty nuts fucking hey so the first time I saw you guys was Poison City Weekender about three years ago, I think. Was that when we when we played the John Curtin? John Curtin, that's yeah, yeah, right. That, was, man. that was the first year we played the Weekender, yeah. I, yeah, I think the record, had, the first record had just come out at that point. I think it was just before it had come out, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, first faces that have mostly fucked shit up, but that was, yeah. <laughs> good times, good times. It, yeah, it was interesting to kind of see the trajectory of the Weekender appearances going from being, like, in the middle of the bill to headlining the final night, that, yeah. which was... Yeah, that was great. <laughs> which I believe was the night before you guys were supposed to fly out, so you just fucking stayed out all night, if yeah. I recall correctly. Where we go into America the next day, didn't we? Yeah, 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 right. Ride fest. Yeah, good God. <laughs> Never stops. Yeah. And the night ended, as all good nights should, with, with uh, Stevie taking a ride on my shoulders around the venue. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Perfection, perfection. <laughs> How did you guys get involved with the Poison City crew? Did you know Andy and, and them for a while? Or? Yeah, I guess we were just like dudes that were just like hanging out in the shop a lot and buying records off Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, wait, you guys got many shows coming up? I'm like, yeah, we've got a few here and there. He's, he, he's a poster. 
I'm gonna buy this record now. And, yeah. And eventually he's like, I mean, he's like, oh, so what have you guys been doing now? I'm like, oh, I've been actually been recording some shit. And mm. he was like, oh yeah, what's your plans for? I'm like, I don't know. I'll probably release it in some way, shape, or form. He was like, I'll release it. And that was sort of just, just like, just like that. Like it was just, just, just a mate helping out. <laughs> us. You know, yeah, yeah. That's also right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> there's, no, there's no sort of like, you know glossy photos and press packs and fucking yeah, cock sucking yeah. or anything like that it was, it was literally just like yeah I'll do it I'm like sweet thanks man that's handy <laughs> not that it's wrong with a little bit of cock sucking like, you know, like uh, we, can, we can smooch that if we yeah, exactly. you know. <laughs> as long as it gets you from A to B <laughs> but you gotta stop off at D first yeah, I, I, I see what you did there I see what you did there uh, so I begin these usually uh, by uh, kind of looking at the moment b- where you went from Merely just having that interest in music to actually wanting to be a performer and wanting to be a musician. Uh, we'll start with you, Stevie. Tell us a bit about kind of your upbringing and how music kind of factored into it. Uh, my dad's always been like pretty supportive of music. I think for my eighth birthday, he got me a guitar. Oh, nice. Uh, and I mean, I was a little bit of like a. I never really did very well in school or anything like that. And music was one thing that I always gravitated towards. So right, yeah. It was. Um, it was always something that was heavily encouraged in my life. Sure, sure. Um, and I think I've just always sort of gone towards being a performer. Even when I was in high school, like I had a fake ID when I was like 15, 16. <laughs> no shit. And me and my friends used to go and play at like whatever fucking shitty bar would give a bunch of, uh, you know, 15 and 16 year olds their first gig. A bar that yeah. doesn't really know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. have no idea. We'd book <laughs> a bunch of kids that don't really know like, what they're doing. Yeah. You know, we would have, like, each told our parents that we're sleeping over at each other's houses and then, you know, gotten our guitars and stuff, gotten on the train at 10pm and um, showed a fake ID to the bouncer at <laughs> Revolver Nightclub or, oh, you know, whatever, where, where they used to do fucking bands. <laughs> I think it's just a nightclub now, but they used to do bands there. Also do it at the Noise Bar, which is now called the Railway in Brunswick. Right. Yeah, they got that got raided the other day. Holy it doesn't shit. surprise me because yeah. that place is fucking full of yeah. The dude, all kinds the of dude shit. was running some big drug rink out of the <laughs> yeah. office upstairs. Oh, most, for real, yeah. he most certainly was. Um, and I mean, ever since then, you know, when I when I left high school, it just kind of centered into overdrive because I was now eighteen and allowed to actually enter these venues. Oh. And all my friends who I've been playing music with were leaving school, and that's how me and Jake sort of got together. We yeah yeah um, yeah. Yeah, we uh we always played music with each other and. Then Clowns was born from then, so it's kind of a yeah. I, I know it's hard to pinpoint the exact moment and when it was uh, actually, you know, when I did a click that I wanted yeah, yeah, to do yeah. that. You know. What about you, honey? Um, where did your kind of interest in music kind of transition into wanting to play music? I always always liked music. Like, sure. As a kid, like, yeah, yeah. Always, like you know, twelve, thirteen years old, blasting like Metallica and Misfits and Slayer, and you know, yeah, 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 getting yeah. getting real fucking hyped up in my bedroom, wishing <laughs> I, you know, knew how to play guitar so I could jam this, start jamming to it. And I've, it actually was when I was fifteen and I was playing football, and I was I was sort of just the small kid in the team and I was getting hurt a lot, so I, I'd stop playing, literally stop playing football and just started taking up guitar lessons instead. Oh really? Yeah. So ever since then, I, I was playing guitar and just jamming with friends in schools and stuff. And what you know, we, we grew up in a pretty uh, bland sort of cultural wasteland of a area of Melbourne. So there wasn't that much sort of push and drive to you know play in bands and to you know have the, have the idea of touring in a in a band or doing anything creative wasn't so much of a pushed idea as such in the where we were living. 
so it, it, it kind of just when I met the right people and started turned 18 and was going to shows as much as I could getting out of where we lived in, into the city and seeing bands and thinking hey this, this is pretty fucking sick this is what I want to do so yeah, we, right. so, we started our band and that's the, the, the goal from like jam jam number one was like write a set play as much as we can tour sort of thing that was it even before we even knew how to tour or how, how to even get shows that's what right. everybody wanted to do who are you guys like uh, what kind of sh- like shows or bands were you going to see where you were just like oh that's what I want to do it's all the local gigs like I remember when we when we first started it, the bands that we just really wanted to play with was Anchors uh, ah, yeah. Bittersweet Kicks Hawaiian Islands yeah. nice and Teen, Swiss, Teen Archer Teen Archer Sure. Like, yeah. We did. We, we did a show in front of like forty people once. With, it was like the Smith Street Band, us and Mesa Cossa. <laughs> oh wow! P- playing at uh, Royal Derby, the Royal Derby Hotel, which is now like a, a sports bar. No kidding. Yeah, that was fun. And like we've we, we done heaps of shows. Like looking back at bills now and thinking to myself, man, that happened now. That would fucking start a riot, sort of thing. Mm. The, the mm. twenty people that rock up to that show didn't know what was coming. To yeah, them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that first Sex Pistols show. It's just like there was like eighteen people there, but they all went and started bands. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, did you guys kind of like grow up in the same sort of area, or it was like two suburbs away, sort of? Yeah, thing. right, right, right. So we're talking like out of uh, Melbourne, the, uh, the the area known as Bayside. So like down, right. down, it's sort of like twenty five minutes down the beach from St Kilda. Okay. Halfway to Frankston, I guess, from the city, you'd say. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't all that much kind of going on your area. You kind of just kind of had to make your own fun. It's just an up- upper-class liberal seat with lots of... Right. Safe liberal seat. Yeah, lots of private schools and yeah. uh, co- uh, fancy coffee shops. And there's right. a lot of stuff, like... I guess Mums that play bit, tennis. <laughs> there's a fair bit going on, but nothing in terms of, you know, anything outside of the ordinary, you know? It seems like a lot of people... A lot of people that we grew up with around the same area, you know, all went to school and then went to uni and now have become accountants and now are suffering chronic depression because Yikes. of it. And we, uh, although we, you know, have had our ups and downs, I feel like in a lot of ways we're, we're a lot better off for just pursuing what we wanted to do from the, from day one. Yeah, you know? fucking right. So uh, were you guys in each other's first band? Um, we played in a couple teenager bands before I joined we started this band. Yeah, right. I did a I did a few of those. Like I don't know if they have them up here, but uh, they like the youth centres do these battle of the bands. Oh, where, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. And like youth centres, you know. Yeah. So and they were actually like uh, sometimes I think back and think that they were they may have actually been the first thing that have put the idea in my head that this is what I wanted to do because you know as yeah, like right. a fifteen or sixteen year old kid and I played in a band that was pretty much just like a Rage Against the Machine rip off band. <laughs> um, and you know, we played our first gig to like a hundred people who were all from the high schools around the area or whatever and I was like, fuck, you know. So like an experience like that as a kid is something that really um, you know, forges a path for a future. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. you played in a few bands in high school too. Yeah, I've just like I got a mouthful of food. <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah, like thrash metal bands and you know, stuff that we jam at home and then play one gig at school at lunchtime or something like that. But sure, sure. The first time I ever played in a pub band, who had a, 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 you know, multiple original songs and 
had an idea <laughs> was, was clowns. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what were your first bands called? I uh, choose to classify that information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? That bad? We're talking high school Look, name I, bad. I play. I play in a cool band now. I just want to like keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want people to go researching my past. <laughs> oh, is it? All, is it still up on MySpace? Uh, <laughs> I think if you look hard enough. <laughs> I think you know. You know. <laughs> the internet is a strange place. Indeed, it is. Things rarely disappear from the internet. <laughs> no matter how many times we tried to delete our MySpace page. That's right. If anyone is like really keen enough, I'm sure you know you'll be able to find that information. But I'm not willing to let it go. That, that, that data retention, man, will get you. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm Turnbull is listening to my band's first EP oh, as we yeah, speak. Yeah. G'day, mate. Fucking ASIO have all the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Are you game, mate? Are you gonna? Uh, I, what were your bands? I had a I had a band that did one show at lunchtime. It was like a. <laughs> this is great. We were called the Stonecutters, and we had oh, we, we had we had one song, which is like a Simpsons theme thrash metal song, and then we did a cover of what's that Nirvana song? Beat me out of me. Aneurysm. Aneurysm. We did a cover of that, and we did a cover of Rock You Like a Hurricane. Fuck yeah! And that was it. That was the three three songs set, and our, and our guitarist smashed his guitar. It was awesome. And music music teacher freaked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a cool move if you if you're actually a rock star, but not if you're a kid who like <laughs> spent like six months saving for that guitar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be like Kirk Cobain. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot Kirk Cobain had a disposable income at the time. <laughs> I'm seventeen. <laughs> I'm fucked. I'm stuck at Macca's for the next oh, six months. My birthday's in three months. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, just saving up. Oh, that's the dream. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell us about how Clowns originally came to be. I mean, coming back to what we were talking about before. Yeah. Um, the the reason that Clowns sort of came about was me and Jake had always played music together. We sort of grew up next door to each other. Right, sure, yeah, We used yeah. to always skate and play music and stuff. And we sort of came up with the idea of just starting a band as soon as we finished high school, just to mm-hmm. play gigs and... I mean, you know, we always had the idea of it'd be sick if our band got big, but I think in in a more of immediate plan, we just thought it'd be sick if we could go to gigs and not have to pay for booze. Um, so that was kind of what happened, and we, you know, we sort of thought of the idea of the band to start a punk band. very easy, and not mm-hmm. long after, we ran into Herney, and, you know, seven years later or whatever, here we are, we're still playing in the same band. Yeah, <laughs> the same shitty fucking name that we chose seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, at the same, at that time, I, I doubt that we would have ever thought that we'd be, like, here, you know, <laughs> to have done all the things that we have now. I wonder if I could have told myself seven years ago that this guy that you met, right? <laughs> you guys would know each other very well in seven years. Very much um, so. But, you know, that yeah, I mean, we, we always had the ambition of doing things that were big, and uh, but at the time, it was always just about just getting some free beers. <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, that's that's the end game for, for most bands these days, really. Dude, if yeah. you can get a couple free beers, then you have made it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the some, dream someone's right giving you the beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just like, wow, living the dream. <laughs> Take us back to the very first clown show. Where where are we? Uh, do we have to? Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> it was... It was um, 2000 March 2010, mm-hmm. playing at the, the Grace Darling Hotel in Collingwood Smith Street. Yeah, right. Uh, we got the show because Jake's dad had a friend who played in a band, and the, their support—I I can't even know what they were called—and their support band dropped out. And Jake's dad called him up. He's like, "How's that band coming along, son? You reckon you can? You reckon you can do a gig?" 
And he was like, fucking hey, we can do a gig. <laughs> so we, 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 we rocked up and played at, played at nine o'clock in front of the, the support band, Jake's dad, Jake's sister, and one of my mates. <laughs> nice. that, that, that was the clown's first show. <laughs> That's right. And none of the songs that we played at that gig have lasted, uh, you know, the duration of our career. Yeah, right. We never recorded. Uh, yeah, we never... Re- did we record any of those songs? Probably not. Nah, I don't think um, so. But uh, we did, upon entrance to our gig, have a a box of Cooper's Clear. Yeah. <laughs> which was the, the beer at the time. That's right. There and, we go. Uh, and I think that was just one of those moments like, we've done it. We've yes. played a band. We've got a free beer. <laughs> there was no one at the gig. There's still photos from that gig, though. I'm sure there are. Which, I would, which I've got saved away, you know. For... The internet never forgets. <laughs> exactly. Remember what we said about that data retention? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this podcast isn't going away, is it? No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> so we're all just trying to frantically get rid of it, you know. We're trying to delete our photo buckets and delete our MySpaces, but then we're just like, oh, fuck, I can't remember the fucking password. And I, I haven't used that Hotmail account in years, so yeah, I'm exactly. fucked. <laughs> it's, it's all just locked away. It's just like, there's, it's right there, and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> yeah, you forgot, you, you forgot the name of your fucking first teacher's name. On yeah, it's like, question. oh, god damn it. <laughs> Why did I choose something so stupid? <laughs> damn it. Ugh. Well, what about the first time he goes toured? Uh, tour or first interstate show? Well, let's go with both. Let, let's let's work our way up to the first tour. We did a, our first interstate show was at a was at a bar in Kings Cross actually. Okay, that was and that was that was we were lucky World enough bar? to yeah Will yeah, Bar yeah sure we were lucky enough to sort of leave Melbourne in time to see the the arse end of you know of the Great Kings Cross. Oh God! Before, yeah, before it is what it is now, which is kind of. And dead sort of space. Mm. So yeah, we, I don't know if lucky is the word, but we <laughs> I didn't... think it's lucky. I think it was a worthy life experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh sure, yeah. To see you know the the fights and the pimps and the prostitutes and the oh, drug Lord. dealers yeah. and the thugs and the you know the, the yeah. drunks and the and if you think that was made up, then you weren't there, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that actually happened. Oh, big time. But uh, that, was, that was our first interstate show. We were brought up to Sydney. The guy that booked it was an ex-contender on MasterChef. Huh. That's not a lie either. Um, he he organised the show and um, yeah. So that was that, 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 that's a whole other thing. But that was our first ever Sydney show. Our first ever tour where we did multiple shows. Yes, that is tour. I think. Or well, I would I would consider our first ever tour to be the, for the Powder Seven Inch that we released. Right. Okay. Um, we did a few weekenders, like we did like we, a yeah. Sydney Newcastle weekend once. And yeah, that was for the Eater Gun Seven Inch, and we oh, done yeah. we done Adelaide as well, like driven over to Adelaide and done like three gigs or something like that. But yeah, right, right, right. The first ever what I would consider to be a tour was for the Powder Seven Inch, and that is only based on the, like it was still weekend trips, mm. but it was purely based on the fact that they were consecutive and it went over a number of different states. Right. You know, so I guess it was the first time that we had an actual flyer that had, you know, Queensland, Queensland, New South Wales, New South Wales. Yeah, sure, Um, sure. Basically, yeah, it was the first, like, big run of interstate shows. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. My brain just farted. (laughs) (laughs) Happens to the best of us, man. Were you guys just driving everywhere on that tour? Uh, We obviously flew to Queensland. So we did like Gold Coast and two Brisbane shows. We hired a car once we were there, but we would have driven to Sydney. I don't think I don't. 
We've been to Sydney like 30 times. We've probably only ever flown there like once or twice. Always, Seriously? Always driving. Like We were spent a lot of time driving Jake's mum's Mazda 3 around like this tiny little compact sedan. <laughs> we just got a new two-wheel van like now. And it's fucking awesome because we actually aren't crammed in as much as we used to be. Yeah, We actually sure. bring our own stuff as well rather than bringing like, you know, a guitar, two guitars and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys split the driving or...? Uh, Jake and Steve will do the majority of the driving simply because it's a manual car and they're the ones with manual licenses. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to help, but uh, yeah. Legally oh, not allowed oh to. what a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll just have to knock off for a couple of hours. <laughs> exactly. So, you chose to buy the manual car, mate. <laughs> yeah, you've made your bed, now drive it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At what point did you guys kind of start noticing that, like like I said, b- before I saw you guys for the first time, I was, just, I was told by several people, you've got to see these guys live. You know, that's where the action is you know mm. like the recorded stuff's good but like when you see them live that's where you'll properly get it like uh, at what point did you guys start realising that people were coming just to see what the fuck would happen you know especially you mate you've had some good times up in up in literally <laughs> up in the air <laughs> it's pretty funny over this band's career um, you know we've constantly been told that people have been like oh you gotta go see him live don't bother about hearing them on record. You've got to go see them live. It's kind not of so like... much not bother, but it's just like, once is... you see it, you get it. You, you guys are, you, you, I think when it comes to clowns, you've got to be a visual visual learner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I reckon probably the first, the first moment that I ever had when I was like, fuck, people actually like our band was on... I'm pretty sure it was on that Powders tour when we played that Newcastle show at... Uh, it was White's called what, what, it was, White's Records. It was called oh, sure, yeah. when Max White was running it. Then it became yeah. Hombre Records. Yeah, and yeah and then it became Hombre and now it's Drone. Yeah, we did yeah. a few... Uh, we'd done like a Friday and a Saturday night in Sydney and stuff. And they were pretty good, you know. Uh, playing to like 50 people or yeah. 70 people or something like that. A typical Friday or Saturday night if you're a little band and you've got a good gig. Uh, but then we had this show which was on the Sunday in the Newcastle. Right. Um, and we were... <laughs> we had to drive back from Newcastle back to Melbourne overnight um, and we were we were pretty fucking pissed off about that Yeah. and I even was thinking to myself like fuck you know it's a Sunday afternoon we're yeah. just some no name band with a 7 inch yeah, yeah. driving out to Newcastle the support, and what the hell the, the support band pulled out like an hour before yeah, the show exactly. so it was like, two band bill we're yeah. like who the hell is gonna fucking come to this mm. so we rocked up to the uh to the record store White's Records yeah 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 and we'd set up and there was no one there there was like the dude like Max and maybe a couple other dudes who he'd brought down and we were like fuck this is gonna be so shit mm. so we set it all up we'd done our sound check and then I don't know I, I walked off the stage and I walked out the front of the record store and there was maybe like 50 people or something just lined up outside the door and I was and they all looked like punks you know mm. and I was like are these people coming in to watch us play? Or what yeah, the hell's right. going on? I, I, I think my reaction was to go out there and try and like tell people like, hey, oh, there's a band, there's a gig going on in here, you should, you should come in. And everyone's going, yeah, we're all coming to see your band play. And I was like, that, that was a bit of like a, like yeah, a light bulb cool. moment for me, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess that whole tour, tour as well. Obviously, we did the old bar that, that tour as well, didn't we? Oh, for sick, the yeah. Launch. And that was the first sellout show we ever had. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe, yeah, maybe just before I'm Not Right hit yeah. was maybe when we sort of started thinking, like, maybe traction is... When people were coming to our shows, we didn't personally know. Which yeah. Is, right, yeah. <laughs> which is always nice. <laughs> totally, totally. You guys have always had, I, I guess, because of the... 
I guess the the flexibility of your own music, you know, going between like the more punk stuff, the more hardcore stuff, and the more grindcore stuff, yeah. kind of mixed in as well. Like you've appealed to a lot of different kind of crowds, yeah. you know, like you know, not just people that would come and see the Bennies or you know come and see the Sword or people yeah. like, or bands yeah. like that, you know, but uh, also you know the very dedicated like Dave Bate grindcore sort of crowd <laughs> yeah, as well, a yeah. lot, <laughs> lot of index finger pointing in time with blast beats kind of crowd. Uh, <laughs> we're the only band in existence that has ever played with extortion and body jar <laughs> <laughs> and that is nothing to be ashamed of yeah, that's I, a no, fucking, yeah. That I think it's fantastic. great yeah. I think we, we were we were supporting a band Long Knife from Portland Oregon like a hardcore punk band with, yeah. and Chromosome were playing that bill and Bat Piss were playing as well it was a, yeah. it was a gnarly punk show and that was the same night we got offered to play with what's their name doing their farewell show at the Hi-Fi bar oh Kiss Chasey Kiss Chasey <laughs> no shit <laughs> we had to weigh up whether or not we wanted to do a crush show or whether we wanted play to play with Kiss Chasey <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's kind of funny, like, on that idea, too, because we've found with our band, we've never really subscribed to a scene. Like, even people yeah. in, people associate us with Poison City because yeah. of what they are now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. even, you know, a lot of people within that scene, I don't think, really gravitate towards our kinds of music. And what we've found is at our gigs, you know, we haven't had the whole hardcore scene there or the whole punk scene there. We've just yeah, had yeah, little yeah. pockets of each scene sort of coming in, mm. which has kind of been good because it's really made us... Um, separate from a lot of other bands and a lot of other scenes and yeah um, and yeah it's it really helps for diversification as well of gigs you know we can play a gig with like I said you know we can play a gig with Bloody Extortion or Rise Against you know sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe one day Kiss Chaser you know yeah. maybe, if yeah, they yeah, decide maybe, to maybe not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could be good money you know? <laughs> that's true I think, the gar- I think the guarantee was good though <laughs> You gotta go where the money goes, man. Like it's more than it's more than just free beers now. <laughs> it's beyond, it's beyond the, the Cooper's clear. The beyond the Cooper's clear should be the doco that you guys make out of bed. You didn't find the guy that booked that show. Like, go with that band clowns you booked. What? Go what? away. Leave me alone. <laughs> Get out of my <laughs> office. <laughs> there were no clowns. I don't eat no clowns. <laughs> The touring obviously was something that's been picked up and kind of you guys have run with that, you know, like if you don't get to see you guys at one point during the year, then, you know, there'll, there'll be an opportunity within the next like three or four at the very least, you know, like, uh, yeah, totally. is that, is that like a restless, like kind of hyperactivity thing where you're just like, all right, done this onto the next one, onto the next one. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're always thinking three or four steps ahead. Sure. And I think, you know, one, one of my biggest fears in this band is that we will become boring. Um, right. You know, and I think to really make sure that people are continuing uh, to be interested is, just writing new music all the time, touring all the time, and yeah. working your ass off because you know you, you do see it, and we've seen it happen to heaps of bands over the yeah, seven years sure, that we've sure. been around. You know, some of the most popular bands that uh, we loved when we started the band, and they're still great bands, but you know they just stopped touring, they stopped writing music, mm-hmm. and then and then they kind of drop off the radar a little bit, and next thing you know, they're supporting clowns. You know, <laughs> <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. It's like my biggest fear to. To, you know, to sort of let it drop off like that, and I guess the only way to combat that is to continue working as hard as we have been and we yeah. will continue to do. And uh, not only here in Australia, like uh, overseas, you guys have had a couple of inroads as well. Like, uh, how's that kind of gone for you guys over the last few years? Good. I mean, yeah? like, um, America's tough. I'm not sure. gonna lie, it's, yeah. it's tough over there. Um, we don't. We've been there twice now. The, the second tour was definitely a leg up from the first tour. 
festival was still great though. We had a had absolute blast over there. Did did a few kind of mostly small shows, a couple of couple of medium to one one large size show. Yeah. The second time we came back, we played the Chicago Riot Fest, which was fucking oh wow, incredible. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like polar opposites happening right there. Yeah. I mean, there was that. I still think back to that first states tour and think about how fucking badly we planned that and stuff. <laughs> Shit, but we always yeah. we always sort of knew that it was going to be tough. Um, but I mean, I I still I often cite that the lowest point of this band's career was on that tour uh, when we played in San Jose to like no one, and then we actually ended up spending like quite a few hours on the street of San Jose, like <laughs> attempting to sleep on this on the fucking footpath. Yeah. I think I, I managed to gather up enough coins to go to a Motel Six at two a.m. and like talk to the guy through like the bulletproof glass security talker thing and book a one bedroom. One bed flat with paid throwing coins, and I was paying him while I was telling everyone else to sneak around through the bushes, and we crammed six people or mm. five people into a one bedroom flat. And Holy we, shit! The only reason we did that because we got a free breakfast in the morning, so we came downstairs and crammed our pockets full of like <laughs> as much food as we could before leaving to go. To... I actually lost seven kilos on that tour as well. Oh because, my god! It's just because yeah, when I got you're back, not a big dude, are yeah, so. no. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how much Taco Bell we ate. <laughs> Holy shit! It was a. Uh, it was quite, it was rough, but it was all worth it. How much Taco Bell we ate? It was all oh, worth it though, because then six months later we were playing at Riot Fest in Chicago, and mm. you know we never would have got that if we hadn't have done that. Yeah, first I'm on a, on a great tour with a great band called Get Dead. We had a you know, a big van and like good, good, well, well promoted shows and mm. places mm. to stay and dinner every night. Fuck yeah! It was much nicer than the first time we went there. But then now we've started hitting up Europe, and Europe is the cruisiest place to tour. <laughs> I've heard, oh actually, yeah. A lot of, lot of good catering, and God, the free beers, my you, God. You can, you, Endless. You, you, Endless. You are literally just like a baby in like the arms of Europe, and all you, <laughs> all you gotta do is run up and just, just play your guitar for half an hour, and then you are just sort of set. Yeah. You have to totally. do it. You have to lift a finger. <laughs> Europe has been the only thing that I feel like that during our band's lifetime has actually been very easy. Right, you know? sure. I kind of yeah. feel like even though we've had a lot of success, we've always worked really hard for that success. Mm. Um, and Europe is the only thing that I feel like, you know, we we kind of just fell into this record deal from our tour driver on our last tour of the States that we'd done. Yeah. And then... Um, you know, we were talking with these bookers and stuff, and once we got on the label, then we just got Gros Rock, and that was that's massive. You know? Yeah, and fucking we already had a uh, tour booked for later in the year for you, for Europe, which we're about to leave for in two weeks to right. go to Rebellion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now that we've done this previous Europe trip, which was cruisy, all the shows have just they're in fucking overdrive. I'm still a bit beyond belief yeah. that some of the some of the shows that we're about to go and do over there, you know. Yeah, fucking a. So, uh, yeah, that's primarily the focus now, just uh, getting out and playing to anyone a little, have you? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yep. That's, that's always been the focus. <laughs> <laughs> Long live, man. I, I, I look forward to, to whatever the future may hold for you guys. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> Cheers. Of course. Uh, so we'll wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now, Clowns, it is your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played. Ooh, best and worst. Best and yeah. worst. That's yes. like two questions in one, so I'm going to Indeed need to think it about is. it. Do you, best. Are you good? Uh, let's, let's start with best. Yeah. Yeah, best. End on a crushing low note, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the important one. That's, yeah. that's how we always end, anyway. <laughs> I guess best can be... like There's been shows where we've played in front of small crowds that have been amazing. Yeah. There's been, there's been shows where we've played on just amazing bills. There's been shows where we've played to thousands of people. You know, there's been... Yeah, shows that have been honours to get 
it's hard to say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to say one of one of my favorite gigs, and I still always think back to this gig. Mm. Um, I guess because it was probably one of the first like awesome gigs that we ever played. But when we played in Bandung in 2011, or is that, that in China? Too? No, it's in, in um, Indonesia. Indonesia. Right. Okay. And I just remember the Bandung show was great. It was just so fucking awesome. And you know, the band had only been around for a little bit then. These days, I kind of feel like you know we could play to. 5,000 people or whatever and it would you know because we've done so many shows we would just sort of do what we always do yeah um, but when we played that Bandung show it was like in this part of the world that no white people ever go to you know it's mm. not a touristy part of Indonesia yeah sure and it was just it was just in this tiny room maybe a hundred people fitting in this room that really should only fit 50 people safely right and not one person in that room was standing still and I just remember thinking like Hell, we, this is this is awesome. I think yeah. I still think like you know because that was in the formative years of clowns uh, that that I often think back to that as being yeah. one of the best moments for sure. Yeah. For sure. Have you have you got a best show yet? Um, what's my best? It'd be either it'd be either Grows Rock or when we when we supported the Hard Ons on their thirtieth anniversary show in, oh, nice. at the Corn Hotel. Yeah. yeah, one of those two. Like that was an honor to get, and Grows sure. Rock was just like a an achievement we unlocked. So yeah put it that way I'd say worst and this is this is, comes out of left field oh here we go and it was it was a sold out show at uh, it, it might have been called Billboards at the time but it's now called 170 Russell oh uh, <laughs> yes 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 and it was supporting this band called Story of the Year oh uh, yes and can you imagine your band's playing a set in front of <laughs> 800 people who are all there all there on time all there watching like shoulder to shoulder there's not, not no one's having a cigarette no one's talking to each other no mm. one's not paying everyone's paying attention yeah. but finish the song da, 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 da. cheap cheap yeah. mm. and then one guy at the back goes you can then, hear the tumbleweed and then like four or five people and it's yeah. literally that loud and they're like alright <laughs> here we go here comes here comes the next one you ready for it <laughs> I think in that kind of scene in music, especially in hardcore music, they all expect it to be kind of like metalcore-ish, you know. Mm, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just weren't used to us playing a one minute thirty punk song yeah. without their coming into a breakdown next, you know. And a lot of our songs do just end with, you know. Yeah. And it was just silence. You know, we, we were playing <laughs> to like nine hundred people or whatever, and. I just remember laughing. Like, I'm, I'm I actually, never, yeah, I'm I finished actually, the song and just started laughing. Going, what, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? I actually ended up like when we uh, when we would finish the song. I actually ended up being like, "All right, you can clap now. You can clap." And then people were like, "Oh yeah." yeah. It's like it's like they just didn't even know that that yeah, was yeah, yeah. the song. I was seeing like um, seeing comments on our Facebook page the next day from a couple of teeny bopper girls who were there. Great set last night, guys. I really enjoyed it. One of the most interesting bands I've seen in a long time. <laughs> like, That's I, not a compliment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in their world it is. Maybe yeah. in their world it is. Who knows? <laughs> we, sold, we sold four t-shirts that night, though. Hey! Yeah. That's something. Oh, man. Worst gig? I'm, I'm probably going to go back and say that San Jose gig that I mentioned sure, earlier. Sure, yeah. Uh, just because, man, we, we hit a fucking low, a low, low point on that, you know, when you're on tour in another yeah. country, in San Jose as well, which is not exactly the safest part of the world. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, you know, you don't have enough money to stay anywhere, mm. you don't have a car, you've yeah. got thousands of dollars worth of gear and you are sleeping on the street. That's, yeah, uh, sure. you know... And it was not actually long after that that our last guitarist, Joe, quit the band. So I kind of think that that 
moment in time played a, <laughs> played a fair role in his yeah, demise. Right. <laughs> that show was no fun. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it just wasn't even. It just wasn't even fun. Like it's, even, funny, it's funny now. It's, <laughs> I like the story. I like being able to tell people the story. Yeah. You've lived to tell the tale. Yeah. That's the most important <laughs> thing. On, on our um, on our last tour of America, we drove through San Jose to get somewhere, and we're driving through the city of San Jose, just looking at each other, going. <laughs> yeah, just having like numb flashbacks like oh <laughs> waking up in cold sweats in the back of the van just like oh god yeah. <laughs> it's happening again just, uh... <sighs> the album is Bad Blood it is out still uh, yes. via Poison City Records gentlemen thank you so so much for your time hey thank Thanks, you very so. much for having us on your podcast absolutely man absolute pleasure I'm David Jim Jones all my friends This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.